Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. I just keep thinking. Major League Baseball, the players and the owners can't be this dumb. And by the way, I keep thinking the same thing about the NBA. Yesterday, we got news that Legoland, the Universal Studios in Orlando, Disney World's Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, and Epcot are all going to be open by July 15th. Next week, you are going to be able to go to Harry Potter World and you're not going to be able to watch Major League Baseball or the NBA on television without fans present. Little League Baseball is starting back up in many parts of the country by June 1 or middle June. Basketball is starting up in many parts of the country Parents are going to games and sitting and watching their kids play, and yet pro sports can't get their act together. Right now, the focus is on Major League Baseball, but why in the world is the NBA saying they hope to be back by the end of July or early August? This should take no time at all. Both sports should be back sooner rather than later. There's no reason why every player out there couldn't agree to be in training camp by June 1st. This is all lunacy. Major League Baseball in particular, because right now they are focused on entirely money. 
And let me be straightforward and clear and not leave any shadows or uncertainty here. If Major League Baseball players and owners cannot quickly come to an agreement here to bring back baseball, they will forever cripple the sport. There are 40 million people who are unemployed, or there will be by later this morning when the newest unemployment report comes out. Of the people who have kept their jobs, almost all of them have taken pay cuts or alterations in their schedule in some way. This is one of the worst looks that I have seen for any pro sports league in my lifetime to be unable to figure out how to be back. Major League Baseball should already be back if they had a good, strong union and leadership uh, among the owners. This would have been worked out months ago. The risk from a health perspective to players is negligible. There is virtually none. You are under more danger driving to and from the stadium than you are from the coronavirus if you are a young and healthy person in pro sports. You are under more likelihood of being struck by lightning if you are under the age of 24 than you are of dying of the coronavirus. This is not complicated. This is straightforward. This should have been worked out months ago. The latest comments came from Max Scherzer last night, who's on the Major League Baseball committee uh, that, uh, that responds to the owners. And he said, as I follow last night, after discussing the latest developments with the rest of the players, there's no reason to engage with MLB in any further compensation reductions. We have previously negotiated a pay cut in the version of prorated salaries, and there's no justification to accept a second pay cut based upon the current information the union has received. Uh, I'm glad to hear other players voicing the same viewpoint and believe MLB's economic strategy would completely change if all documentation were to become public information. Here's the deal. We don't care. This isn't complicated. Owners and players, management and labor have been arguing for all of mankind about what players should receive in compensation, what workers should receive in compensation compared to management. And it's pretty straightforward, I think, for all of you out there to understand that Major League Baseball is going to make significantly less money as a result of the coronavirus. The Major League Baseball owners have been focused on trying to be as fair, it seems to me, as possible. When they came out and said, hey, let's split revenue 50-50 with the players. We have no idea what the revenue is going to be because we're not sure how many games we're going to get in or even if we're going to be able to finish the postseason. So let's try to work together. That's what they suggested to Major League Baseball players. That seemed eminently reasonable to me. We have no idea how much money this season is going to make we are going to give you 82 games uh, of, of, uh, to play, and then we want to play the postseason. We'll expand the postseason, and we will split revenues right down the middle with all of you. I don't understand how that's not eminently reasonable. The players said that was a non-starter, so the owners are continuing to try to come up with uh, situations that work. And one of the things they've tried to do is protect the income of the guys who make the least in Major League Baseball, which is the vast majority of them. And so I just don't get it. 
I don't get the uh, the decision by the players to adopt this uh, this position. I don't understand how the players don't comprehend that if there aren't any fans for the entire season, that Major League Baseball revenue is going to plummet. I don't understand how everybody isn't working expeditiously towards a more rapid return to play. None of this makes sense to me. And look, I honestly believe that if you let me put my lawyer hat on and if you put me in a room with the owners and the players and said, Clay Travis, you are mediator, get a deal done before the day is over, I feel like I could get a deal done before the day is over just by being reasonable and also maybe by making everything public. If you let me take my my uh, mediation and put it on Periscope and let everybody watch the players and the owners be arguing with each other at a time when 40 million people are unemployed and when sports fans out there just want the games back, I think you would recognize how much lunacy is involved here. In particular, again, I just want to come back to the fact that you're going to be able to go to Legoland on Friday, tomorrow. You're going to be able to go next week to Harry Potter World at Universal Studios in Orlando. You're going to be able to go to SeaWorld. Can you even comprehend how open our society is becoming for many parts of the country with the fact that Major League Baseball can't get this worked out. Little League Baseball is restarting all over this country. High school baseball and softball are restarting all over this country. Many of you out there, including me, are getting geared up now for sports in the summer for your young kids and you're going to be going and watching them play as a part of that, and Major League Baseball somehow can't get this figured out with uh, with months that they've known all of this is coming in their direction. Here's the other thing. I don't understand how this isn't an easy fix. I mentioned this yesterday, but it seems like a thoroughly reasonable solution that would make sense for both players and owners. Okay. And I don't want to get all into the weeds here, but I just want you to think about this for a minute. Major League Baseball players are worried about this year's compensation and the fact that it may be nowhere near what they contracted for. As a result, they are being incredibly recalcitrant in terms of these negotiations. Why can't owners add extra years for the Mike Trouts of the world on the back end of these deals and say this year in particular does not have to count in any way as a part of your contract, we are going to add an additional year of compensation on the back end of your deals. This year, you will play for much less, but it effectively will be a brand new deal And if you want to make sure that you're making $35 million and you're not actually costing yourself any money, in theory, we will add another year onto your contract so you will still get the full amount that you are contracted for plus whatever you end up making in a shortened season this year. If you are younger and you aren't making very much money, 
and you want this year to count towards your free agency, then you could also have that option as a player. In other words, players could have the right to determine how to count this season as a purpose of their contract. If you're a young player and you're not making very much money and you want to get to free agency quicker, more quickly than you ordinarily would, then you can work that out. If you are a older player and you've got a big contract and you're worried that you're taking a pay cut, add another year to your deal and you will still get all of the money that you have contracted for. This seems like an easy solution. Let's go play ball. I'm going to bring in the crew. Do you guys agree with me that Major League Baseball is looking awful in being unable to get a deal worked out and uh, and and that players and owners don't even comprehend how tone deaf they look to the most of the, the, the fans out there who are dealing with 40 million unemployed, who are dealing with a huge majority of the country being either unemployed or working on reduced salaries during this pandemic. And many people out there saying, my God, how can Major League Baseball not get this solved? Well, I think you know how I feel about it. Weeks ago, when you first brought this all up, I told you it felt like a slap in the face. Now it's starting to feel like a harder, like a pimp slap now. Because everybody around me, my my girlfriend, who I haven't spoke to in about a week, by the way, because she has had a mini meltdown over not receiving unemployment and not being able to go back to work. My younger brother, same boat, close friends, same thing. If I text them, I get sad faces back and complaints about the fact they can't get a hold of EDD. It has affected so many of our lives, everybody around me is depressed in a major way right now because they cannot get their paycheck the way they normally do. And then I'm going to have to read every day about these millionaires and billionaires squabbling over money. It's beyond a bad look at this point. I don't want to read about it anymore. And until they get this ish together, then that's when I'll, you know, sit back and be like, okay, then I'll think about watching baseball at this point though. I don't even want it to be in the news, Clay. That's how much it bothers me. Dub, what's your read on this? I mean, it, it is a horrible look. And baseball, you know, I'm not I'm not the biggest baseball fan in the world. And there's a, I think there's a lot of people in my boat, obviously, when you look at the, the ratings over the past several years in terms of how many people are watching these games on television. I mean, I really have no reason to even watch baseball on TV whenever they do end up coming back. And I think there's a lot of people in my in my boat as well. They're going to lose a lot of people over this because, like Danny G just laid out, there are so many people that have been affected by what's been going on over the past months. And for guys with billions of dollars and guys with millions of dollars not to be able to figure something out and agree on something, because it doesn't even seem like there's anything close to an agreement coming in the near future. I'm not really, I'm not very confident uh, at all that this is going to get worked out anytime soon, and it's it's not a good look at all. What they don't seem to realize is owners and players are in a partnership about the legacy of the league, and the equity of baseball is what they are drawing out of right now, and that equity and that well of reservoir of goodwill can be particularly uh, particularly susceptible to uh, to destruction in a situation like this. Because your average person 
a million dollars they're not going to see in their life, much less a billion dollars. People who are struggling in their own economic reality don't want to hear it. I, I think Danny G's very accurate that many of you are just incredibly frustrated to have to deal with a story like this playing out in public. The squabble between millionaires and billionaires is not something that endears itself to the average fan. And you might be able to understand or deal with this a little bit better when times in the economy are really good and you know the unemployment rate is low and most people don't really have very much to worry about. But right now, more so than almost any time in our country's history, sports really needs to be there, I believe, to be an escape and a sense of normalcy for many people. That you can just sit down on your couch, that you can put on your favorite local team, and you can veg out for a couple of hours and watch baseball get lost in the rhythms of summer and the timelessness of the sport. And the fact that they are unable to work out a solution and that it's playing out in public like this is, I believe, the worst look for baseball in my life. I think it's worse than steroids because I think there are a lot of people out there that assume that a lot of athletes are doing whatever it takes to be really, really good. And while there was a small minority of people who were really, really offended by steroids and weren't going to watch, this, I believe, hits at everybody. And it's not just... Uh, the casual fan that Dub was referencing, it's everybody. It's the hardcore fan. It's the casual fan. It's your average American. They're sitting around saying this is lunacy. And I'll be honest with you, a part of me wonders whether there could be value in uh, in, in in somebody in uh, in a political position stepping in and saying, hey, you idiots, let's get this worked out right now. Like if the president of the United States called and said hey this is insane you guys need to be back sooner rather than later I'm going to put somebody from the NLRB on uh, out here to get this thing resolved the National Labor Relations Board somebody in government to say no we're not dealing with this anymore you've got three days to get yourselves uh, in order here you need to be playing baseball I'm putting somebody in charge you guys have lost the right to be able to drive this ship yourself I actually would consider that to be a possibility here. Uh, what about you, Eddie Garcia? Is this is this as bad of a look for you as uh, as the rest of us feel? Yeah, I, I think there's no question about it. And we had our you know friend of the show, John Paul Morosi, on, and he yes. and others have been practicing patience. It's just let's see where we are in a couple of weeks, and that's all fine. But if we're talking about right now, it looks absolutely awful. Um, it just looks like a big whizzing contest between the two sides at this point with things that Max Scherzer had to say. And maybe if they do come back, the, all this will be sort of forgotten by most people. But if they don't, it's a disaster. It's something that, I mean, they're going to lose. They're going to lose fans. I mean, a significant number of fans, I would think. If they don't have a season, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, look, there are a lot of people, uh, and uh, tweeting me right now, you can always find me at Clay Travis, and uh, Aaron just sent uh, this message. Grew up watching Cardinals baseball. Been to hundreds of games in my 38 years. If the greedy players don't understand the magnitude of the situation and don't play, I'm out on baseball. Many people have lost their jobs and many, many more have taken pay cuts. It's a level of cluelessness that 
I, I just, you know, sometimes when you become incredibly wealthy, you can get lost in your own universe and forget what the real world is like. And I'm afraid that that's what's going on with the millionaires and the billionaires in baseball right now. Roberto, uh, are you fed up? Uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely not a good look. I agree, but this is how the negotiations between the uh, owners and the MLBPA has always been. Back in 2000, when the CBA expired, people thought there would be another strike, and you know, and how how terrible it's going to be. They're going to go on strike again, and they ended up reaching a deal at the last minute. Yeah, it, it doesn't look good, but I feel like they're going to reach a deal in the last minute here. And uh, the other problem is that the the CBA expires next year, so. The the owners are trying to trying to create a rift between the union, so they can get ahead on the negotiations and weaken the union before they negotiate again next year. Well, I mean, the challenge for players is this may not be just a one season impact, and we don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens when it actually gets cold again. Right now, the coronavirus cases are sub- uh, disappearing in a large measure, but there's not any guarantee that we're going to have a vaccine. And so the same thing might start emerging next year. So if anything, Major League Baseball players should have wanted to be back playing a month ago. The fact that there's so little forward thinking here and that we're talking still about at best being back by July 4th is not a good look. And by the way, I don't think it's a good look for the NBA either. When we come back, we'll find out what Frank Isola thinks uh, about all this. Go up to New York with him. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that Packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code 2PROS. New customers play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code 2PROS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their redestine test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Joined now by at the Frank Isola on Twitter. Frank, have you seen a worse look for players and owners maybe ever in your life as a sports reporter or sports fan than what's playing out right now with Major League Baseball arguing between millionaires and billionaires as 40 million people are out of work in this country? It is uh, quite remarkable. And I, I told you a few weeks ago that baseball was desperate to get back. Broadman, for more than any other commissioner, really wanted to get back. And I think all these other sports wanted to follow them after they saw baseball, you know, return. But, you know, the owners go to these guys and they say in March, you know, we'll give you a prorated salary. Then they change it up, um, you know, now with, with obviously not allowing fans in attendance, I, I think the players. I understand where the players are coming from, but I also think they're making a mistake. I don't think this is 1994 where they lost the World Series and they were able to recover. Now it took a bit of a while to recover. And also remember, part of baseball recovering 
was the steroid home run chase That's right. between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire in 1998. That kind of captured the imagination of the country. It was also a bit artificial. This will be interesting because you look at the popularity of football now. People have other options entertainment-wise than they've had before. We know baseball with younger people. Um, you know, isn't really connecting with them. They're, they're putting themselves in a tough position. They got a great union. They, they're tough to beat, the Players Union. The Players Union baseball is a lot better than the one in the NBA and the NFL, but I think they're making a mistake here. In, in many ways, this is, uh, I think, emblematic of just a particular level of tone deafness to not realize what's going out in the country and even allow any of these negotiations to play out in public. That, to me, is the cardinal sin here. Uh, you knew that this was going to be contentious. You knew that this is literally a situation without precedent, so far as we know. And it seems to me that if you just think about the business perspective, I can totally understand what the owners are saying in that we're going to have to play an entire season without crowd, without crowds present. And we have no idea whether we're going to even be able to finish the season, which is why I said at the time, it seemed eminently reasonable to me for the owners to split revenue with the players 50-50, and the players were upset about that offer, and now they're upset about this offer. Uh, look, it seems to me that the owners are trying to be reasonable here. Don't you think that a 50-50 offer in the first place, I understand it's less than what players were anticipating, but in a situation without precedent where you truly don't know what kind of revenue is going to be produced, how is it not fair to say, hey, we'll go 50-50? Now the, the owners come back with another proposal and the players are angry at that one too. It's like, well, look, there's a lot less money than there would ordinarily be. If you're going to play, you're going to make less. That seems, I think, most fans out there get that. You know, it would seem like under these extraordinary circumstances, and you also look at what's happening in the country, was it now 39 million people yes. filing for unemployment, and everyone has to sacrifice. Now, I get it for you know the players, you know some of these guys who are going to make crazy money, but it's just a different time. I mean, I, I think the players, they're going to want you to feel sorry. And I know a lot of times we tend to side with the billionaire owners in this case as opposed to the millionaire players. But when the country is going through what it's going through and you see what sports could mean to people, I'm not telling that the players should play for free, but I think they also should understand, look at what's what's happening right now. Everyone has to make some kind of sacrifice it's not ideal we get it but also you know be realistic about it you're not going to have fans in the building think about how much revenue that generates when fans are there or you're going to be playing in empty stadiums so the revenue is not going to be there for the owners as well it's a it's a one you know it's a once in a lifetime kind of circumstance i think they should look at it more like that as opposed to the owners trying to implement some type of pay structure that is going to be in place from now on i don't think that's the case NBA uh, as well. When I look, Frank, and I see, and I started off the show talking about this, Legoland is going to be open in Florida tomorrow. Uh, SeaWorld and uh, Universal Studios next week. Disney World has officially announced that they're reopening in July. When I hear all of this, and also Little League is coming back in many parts of the country, uh, same thing with basketball, you know, kids sports are coming back. Parents are going out starting in June. Many parts of the country going to be going and watching their kids play again. Same thing is happening with high school baseball and softball. I know in Iowa and Nebraska and probably other states like that as well. Doesn't it start to feel like a bad look that these pro sports leagues are that far behind that 
my kid, for instance, can go start playing basketball in a league on June 1st, which is going to happen here in Nashville, and I can go watch his games along with other parents, and the NBA can't figure out a way to get back, and Major League Baseball can't figure out a way to get back. It's like they've been caught unaware by what's going on in the country, and I don't understand how that can happen, that it's one thing if you're saying, okay, yeah, I understand we can't have fans present, but how in the world can I go sit and watch my kids play sports all over this country and I can't put on the television and watch the NBA or Major League Baseball? It was about six weeks ago, maybe two months ago, where Mark Cuban had come out and he had said, we're looking at an early June start, but I'm going to bet the under yeah. on that. Well, guess what? We're just under June 1st right now and nothing is happening. Nobody's even, well, uh, teams, they're having individual workouts, but teams haven't uh, resumed practicing yet. I've said all along, I just don't think that Adam Silver wanted to be the first league to come back. And I think the biggest fear that a lot of these leagues have is starting up and then having to shut it down again. But guess what? Look at what's happening in Germany with soccer. They're playing games. They're not playing uh, two games a week to try to complete their season. That was a little bit different there. They don't have a, they don't have a playoff. They just you know crown a regular season champion. That's the way they do it in soccer. Then they play these other tournaments and things like that. I think the NBA also, you know, tomorrow will be a big day because they're going to have a board of governors meeting and I get, a, I get a feeling that by tomorrow you're going to hear a, a, a more definitive plan. But it's also interesting, Clay. It's almost like they keep kicking the rock down the road because now it was recently it was reported a couple of days ago by Adrian Wojnarowski that they were even now talking about like an August-September kind of thing, which once again lends credence to the idea that the NBA doesn't want to be the first league to come back. They'd like to see maybe how some of these other leagues do it and whether or not they can pull it off. Do you know that if they if they go down to Disney at that wide world of sports complex, which I've been to, it's pretty, I've seen my kids play down there. It'll be interesting because both the MLS and the NBA would be down there at that time. I think the NBA wants to come back. I think they're trying to figure out how to do it and also how to maximize profit. I think they're I think it's a waste of time to bring all 30 teams back. You've played enough of a regular season. You've had a legitimate regular season. I get that it's not uh, 82 games, but I, I would just show up there with the 16 teams, maybe have some exhibition games, East versus West, a couple of games, maybe you know have the one seed, have the eight seed in the West play the one seed in the East of Milwaukee, Memphis play a couple of exhibition games, and then have added to have the playoffs start and do the playoffs like you've always done it. One plays eight, conference versus conference. Uh, so we were talking, you mentioned the Bundesliga, and uh, I understand some people are like, I don't care about you know European soccer, but the English Premier League, which is in England, uh, for everybody out there who hasn't doesn't know anything, which is a harder hit country from a per capita perspective than the United States has been. Kind of put it into perspective. Uh, many European countries, I think Serie A is working its way back in Italy. These leagues are all going to be back before Major League Baseball and the NBA and the NHL and any American team sport gets back. The English Premier League proposed, I don't know, I'm assuming you saw this, Saturday playing games at noon, 2, 4, 6, yeah. and 8. Sunday games at noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8. Games at 6 and 8 on Tuesday. Games uh, on Wednesday at 6 and 8. They are figuring out a way to get the English Premier League back again in a country in England that is harder hit per capita than what has happened in the United States. Given that, isn't there at this point enough global precedent that the NBA and Major League Baseball should be kind of embarrassed at how long it's taking them relative to how long it's taking countries that are harder hit to get back uh, in Europe? 
Especially baseball, because you know they look like they could have started already. They naturally they social play. distance in baseball. Like you can play that sport without tackling people or running into each other very often. Exactly, and you know they, they want to get their season started. You know the one thing about it uh, too. You mentioned the schedule, and you know for these governors, they like the idea of a schedule like that because in Great Britain, what they're thinking is if we're playing these games at those times. It'll incentivize people to stay home. That's right. That's a big part television. of this. That's a good point. But, uh, absolutely. And I think, too, for the NBA, if the NBA started up and they started playing games, you know, I don't know what time, you know, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, you could play, especially in the first round, four games a day, and you could have, you know, and everybody's playing every other day. Now, unfortunately, that'll interrupt with the, the shows that you and I are on. But <laughs> it was, it, it's, it's kind of a way. It, it's a smart way, yeah. to get it, to get it going. And they, you can have you know, marathons watch- every day in the leagues. Absolutely, and I've been watching. You know, I've been watching the German sh- uh, soccer on uh, on Fox. It's been great because it's a live sporting event. You know, soccer is a quick sport. It's not doesn't take up too much of your time. But it's been pretty cool too because now as the games have gone on a little bit. There's a couple of things that have happened. Now, you know, teams are starting to get back into it. The games are starting to get like a little nasty. And when guys get injured, you can hear them yelling at each other on the field. And the other aspect of it, which is going to be real interesting, especially for the NBA with the playoffs, is the road teams have been winning a lot of those games in Germany. Now, the NBA is going to be playing at a neutral site. Who knows how that's going to work? Like, Philadelphia's had the best home record in the league, one of the worst road records. What's that going to mean to them in a neutral site? What's it mean for, you know, the Lakers, who everyone figured would have a huge advantage, even if they played the Clippers in the playoffs? So that part of it is going to be fascinating. But, again, to your point, let's get it on already. Let's, let's get out there and start playing. Yeah, I was reading a good study, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal, saying that the biggest impact that had been found when there are no uh, fans present is that officiating becomes a lot fairer. And so the home court advantage, in quotation marks, to the extent that there is any at all, the fouls that are being called between the home and the visitor become negligible. And there's almost no difference between uh, the way the game is officiated. So that is at least one positive they have found. I know officials all claim that they're totally unimpacted by the way the crowd reacts. Uh, but the studies have shown that the home team does get more calls uh, when there are crowds present than when there aren't. So that is one way uh, in terms of handicapping this thing that things could look substantially different. We're talking to the Frank Isola. Uh, you can read him at The Athletic. You can watch him on television at ESPN. You can listen to him at SiriusXM and also uh, here as well. What is the latest? I know we've been asking you this for a while, but you're in New York. It seems like the state of New York and New Jersey, for that matter, as well, are kind of now at the forefront, certainly when you consider the way they've been impacted. But Governor Murphy in New Jersey and Governor Cuomo in New York have both been arguing basically, hey, we want sports back. The the teams can come back and start to return to their facilities. Uh, it's pretty positive for sports, given that that's the hardest hit area in the country by far, right? Yeah, and I think, once again, I think them wanting sports to return, I think a lot of it has to do with giving people something, you know, uh, some type of option on television as a way to watch sports. Because now that the weather finally, you know, May was not the greatest month. Now that the weather has uh, starting is, has been a lot better, there, you know, people are out. You could just you could just sense now when you're out, you just see more cars, more people are out. Now, people are still, believe it or not, a lot of people are still wearing face masks, even when they go to parks. 
but uh, pe- people are ready for kind of the next phase. I think there, you know, I think the governor also came out of New Jersey and said that you know they were they're worried about a second wave. I guess there's a lot of places in the Northeast that are like that. But again, I think they want sports to come back because I think they understand what it means for the morale of people. And I also think that they believe it's a way of keep, keeping people inside. The Mets and the Yankees are going to play every day. That's one thing right there. And then once the NBA playoffs start, that'll get people inside. Here's the last thing for you, Frank. And, and I think you're right about keeping people inside to watch sports. It can actually be beneficial and, and healthier to have the sports going. Um, when you talk about the idea of a second wave, nobody knows if that's going to happen or exactly. not. But the sports leagues should be wanting to get back as soon as possible to get their league in as many games as they can because they might have to shut down again in February, right? So, I, I mean, this seems like a no-brainer to me to get back as soon as you can when the weather's good and the cases are going down. Absolutely. And I think that's – it's almost like the, in, in terms of the NBA – it's almost like they know that they want to start by Christmas next year. They know when they're going to start next season, yet they still don't know when they want to end this season. And to your point, it does seem like now that the weather is warmer, there have been less cases, it's a time to do it. And obviously, they're going to do it in a unique way. They're going to play at one location. And now I guess there's reports out there that players would be allowed to bring their families. And remember, too, Clay, the whole thing about being in that bubble Everyone's not going to be there a long time. After the first round, half the yeah. teams are not going to be sent home because they're right. eliminated. Yeah, you know, there's only, knows, maybe by, only maybe a couple of teams of, that would spend months there. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe by the end of it, they would let them play in their home arenas. Maybe you'd get Milwaukee versus the Lakers, and maybe they'd be traveling back and forth. Who knows? Because we are talking now about August, maybe even September. Good stuff. Uh, Frank Isola, go follow him on Twitter. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I had a bullet constrictor stuck to my face. And you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. What you got for us? All right, Clay. The headline reads, man kills wife by throwing cobra on her while she slept. Oh, my God. This sounds like the worst murder ever. (laughs) After failing previous Viper attempt. This is a real story. TMZ all over this. So this man murdered his wife by throwing a cobra on her while she was asleep. And he had tried uh, two months earlier by putting a Viper in a room which did not kill her. P. Suraj, 27, was arrested in Kerala, India, after his wife, who was 25, was rushed to the hospital and pronounced dead from a serious snake bite, authorities said this past Monday. His wife had been recovering at her parents' home from the initial Viper attack, which had hospitalized her for two months. They thought she just had bad luck there in India with this Viper. Suraj stayed at the parents' home and uh, waited for her to fall asleep 
before he let out the black cobra that he bought from a local serpent handler, according to the police. I mean, this guy sounds like the worst human being on the planet. Yeah. He stayed in the same room with her as if nothing happened, a police statement reads. He was going about his morning routine the next day trying to act like nothing was wrong and the mother-in-law woke everyone up in the house by screaming when she found her daughter uh, in serious condition he acted like a hero clay he killed the snake and buried it (laughs) trying to bury the evidence too but uh, unfortunately for this guy or fortunately for us officers say that they found phone records showing suraj had been in contact with a snake handler and also had been recently researching snake videos online so he had two different snakes bite his wife in an effort to kill her that way? Yeah. The first one was a viper, which did not work. Second time, a cobra. And if you're wondering why he was going to all this trouble, they say Suraj feared that divorcing his wife would mean giving back all the dowry. That's when he decided to kill her, a police statement reads. After preliminary investigations, we found it to be a well-planned crime. He admitted to police that he had been planning this for over five months. I mean, what should happen to a guy like this? Throw him in a pit of snakes. I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, look, I understand that that all murder is, is bad, but this is such a diabolical way to even think that you're going to kill somebody. It's not like... Again, this is premeditated, cold-blooded murder. But to do it with a snake twice? And what's that conversation like when you go back to the snake handler? Like, hey, <laughs> dog, that, yeah, that, that Russell's first, viper that didn't work. you gave me didn't do the, the, the – yeah, it took her two uh. months to recover. And then you do it in her family's home? I, I don't know, like, how in the world – I, that's just that's an unbelievable story. That's one of the worst Animal Thunder Road stories ever. Maybe the worst that doesn't involve a kid. Yeah, what hope, a downer. Hope they throw the book at you, Siraj. Well, I mean, they need to throw him in the Indiana Jones temple. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, in the in the in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, he needs to be just dropped into a, a pit of uh, of of. I, that might be too fast. I don't know. All right. This next story does involve children, but I swear no one dies. All right, three boys from Bolivia let a Black Widow spider bite them in hopes of gaining Spider-Man's powers. Oh, man, I can totally see this happening. Uh, Unfortunately, they ended up in the hospital instead. The brothers, 12, 10, and 8. Yeah, these are like the ages of my kids. I can, like, this story already, uh, especially for my five-year-old, I can see him making the decision to let a spider bite him because he thinks he's going to turn into Spider-Man. These three boys were herding goats in Cheyanta when they found a spider, Telemundo first reported, after a Ministry of Health official revealed the details about this story at a coronavirus briefing, of all things. Uh, This official says that the three boys repeatedly poked at the deadly spider with a stick until they forced it to bite each one of them. They believed that the bite would give them superpowers. Their mom found them crying and they were transferred to a hospital after visiting a nearby health center. They began to suffer fevers, tremors, and muscle pains, and so they were rushed uh, for a third time to a major hospital in La Paz. They uh, were treated there, and after a week, finally released. Telemundo reports that um, there was a, a briefing to the country reminding parents, for children, everything is real, movies are real. 
Uh, according to National Geographic, black widow spiders, one of the most feared spiders in the world, obviously, their venom is 15 times more powerful than a rattlesnake's. Yeah, I mean, seems like not only a questionable decision, but one that, like I said, I got a 12, a 9, and a 5-year-old. I can definitely see the 5-year-old thinking, hey, if this spider bites me, then I can turn into Spider-Man. But they also picked the most dangerous spider out there yeah. to buy them, uh, to bite them, which seems like uh, also a tough part of this decision. Yeah, and they're lucky because usually the black widow bite is not fatal unless it's a kid or an elderly person who is who is bit. So these kids definitely lucky to be alive. Uh, by the way, that. I've watched in my house during quarantine. I bet we have had a Spider-Man movie on every day. For you know, multiple hours. Uh, that's how much my youngest watches the Spider-Man movies. <laughs> I mean, they're on all the time in this house, so I can definitely see how that could happen. But at least they didn't die. Yeah, and finally, a surprised witness on a street in Mexico captured video of a surreal moment where a loose tiger was lassoed by a man wearing a cowboy hat. Footage film from- has to be a drug dealer's tiger, <laughs> right? I was going to get to that because this footage. It's uh, from the safety of a passing vehicle in Jalisco shows the tiger walking loose down a sidewalk while three men run after this large cat. One of the guys wearing a cowboy hat manages to lasso the tiger, which then pulls him out of the video's frame. So, and then it goes on to say it dragged him for a block. Authorities confirmed that they received witness reports about this loose tiger and the guys chasing it, but the big cat and the men were gone from the area by the time the police arrived. Reports indicate that the tiger had escaped from a private residence. A drug dealer. Hmm, exactly. Gotta be a drug lord, right? I mean, and normal people in Mexico don't have tigers, would be my guess. And also, if you have three dudes that you can send to go get it and His one flunkies. of them just happens to be good at lassoing yeah. i mean that this is uh definitely a tiger that escaped from a mexican drug lord's house yeah 100 percent. i just finished watching ozark uh and so uh so you know everybody's talking about and obviously narcos is out there there's lots of discussion about cartels in general and we we had that woman on to talk about pablo escobar's uh hippos, well, hippos yeah that's probably an interview we could play again because um, i think people would really enjoy that uh, but there's no doubt that that is a Mexican drug pen, uh, drug leader, cartel, tiger. I mean, I would put a lot of money on that being the case. Interesting group of, uh, of stories there from Danny G. We come back in uh, hour number three. We're going to talk with Dr. David Chow, our uh, pro football doctor, about uh, the latest on the coronavirus from a sports perspective. He's been really good at keeping us updated on that. We'll also dive back into uh, this uh, situation. By the way, for tomorrow's show, I was just texting during the break. We are scheduled to have uh, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, on with us. So uh, that right now is a tentative uh, guest. Also, Shannon Spake uh, is going to come on to talk about uh, NASCAR. And uh, we will uh, hopefully eventually track down Chris Mannix and get him on for tomorrow's program for you uh, to talk about the potential return of the NBA. But that is uh, that is where we are headed. When we come back, I want to encourage you, by the way, to go make sure you download the podcast. Uh, I know many of you have been doing it. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can type in OutKick. If you go review the podcast and you give us five stars, and I go in and I see it, I'm going to have somebody 
try to track you down and we will read some of those five-star reviews on the start of the podcast. If we read your review, you can email us and I will send you an autographed copy of my book. So uh, there is an incentive to go. I'm told that reviews are important on the podcast. We have you know over a thousand of them so far, uh, but let's see how many more reviews we can get up. Smart, funny, entertaining. If I read your review, we will give you an autographed copy of my book. Uh, you can, again, go seek it out. If you haven't already signed up for the Outkick podcast, give us five stars, give us a funny review, and I will give you a uh, I will give you a copy of the book. In fact, I need uh, I need I'm going to deputize Danny G to be one of the readers of the reviews to make sure I'm not missing funny ones. Can you uh, help me be responsible for that, Danny G? Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, so we've got a lot of them, but again, it's relatively easy to do. Five star review, be funny, be entertaining in some way, and uh, we will pull some of those out, and you will get an autographed copy of my book. We'll track you down. So all of that is moving in a uh, very good, uh, very good direction. You want some of the top podcast cities real quick? Yeah. What are the top cities? All right. Columbus, Nashville, Houston, Chicago, Knoxville, Birmingham, Dallas, Austin, Charlotte, L.A., Denver, Phoenix, Atlanta, San Diego, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Memphis, Cincinnati, and Minneapolis. That's a pretty good list. What is that, like 25 cities you just ran through? Uh, So we got a lot of different people all over the country. We appreciate all of you downloading those podcasts. If you just heard your city, thanks. If you didn't hear your city, you need to get everybody around you to to dive into this. And uh, again, I will give you an autographed copy of my book if you you take the time to go give us a five-star review. Like I said, April was the biggest month we've ever had in the podcast. Massive numbers. I think the same thing is going to be true in May. Uh, but uh, I appreciate all that you guys do in terms of spreading the word about this show, which over the last four or five years has turned into a uh, monster in a good way. All right, we come back. Uh, The latest on Major League Baseball, the latest on the NBA, and uh, we will talk with Dr. David Chow. All that's still to come. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be joined now great song as we come back we are joined now by dr david chow at pro football doc on twitter dr chow how you doing my man i'm doing fine how are you clay doing well appreciate you getting up uh, early with us what i feel like we've been asking you this for months now so why not uh, go ahead and continue what are you seeing on the ground as a doctor in uh, san diego and southern california as it pertains to a return to normalcy uh, or or a rise in the coronavirus decline what are you seeing well we're we're crawling towards normalcy uh, i hit traffic on the highway for the first time this week yes um the uh you know uh hair salons uh got permission to open up uh, in modified fashion last week restaurants uh 
got permission to open up. This is in San Diego. Uh, you know, beaches are open, but not normal. You can't sit on the sand. So we're crawling that way. Uh, still plenty of capacity at the hospital. And uh, I think some of the hospital officials and politicians have a good job of expanding capacity. There's a uh, recently uh, closed hospital that is on standby to reopen for an extra 300 beds and ventilators, et cetera. So we're more prepared this time for sure. There is a, uh, a little bit of a worry on the ground here that uh, cross border because San Diego, right? There's a lot of people that drive right. across from Tijuana, from Mexico into San Diego on a almost daily basis, uh, legally, by the way. And, uh, the hot spots in San Diego seem to be in the South Bay. Uh, the uh, La Jolla Hospital's uh, COVID cases, uh, majority of them were transferred from the South Bay. The hospitals do a good job sharing resources. So that's that's something to watch there. But that's where the uh, the uh, most of the cases are now coming from. All right. We seem to, in the past couple of weeks, have transitioned pretty strongly from will football be played to – what might it look like from a crowd perspective? And again, th- th- I would I bet you would agree that that's kind of where the conversation has gone. It's hard to project because we're not even to June yet what it will look like in September in many parts of this country. Uh, but is it crazy to think that there might be uh, it might be possible to have crowds present in some form or fashion for football this fall? Well, medically right now, I don't think it's crazy. It's just a matter of how you manage it and what else we learn. I mean, we're only about three or so months into this, and the football season is about three months away. So uh, just look at what we learned in the last week. I mean, to me, uh, it was big to hear from the CDC that surface transmissions aren't really a thing. I mean, I'm not saying impossible, but they aren't really a thing. And explain explain what you mean by surface transmissions for people out there that that you know hear that phrase, but it doesn't necessarily connote uh, what the understanding is. Uh, whether it's a, a Amazon package, uh, a, a doorknob, a, a desktop, uh, a, you know, a computer keyboard, uh, a steering wheel, uh, touching something isn't really a way to transmit the uh, the virus in terms of uh, getting infected with uh, coronavirus. Uh, certainly, there have been a number of studies that alarmed people early on that found the virus, you know, for days and sometimes even a week on surfaces, uh, which led to quite honestly, playgrounds being closed. That's what I was going to say. There's actually no evidence for any playgrounds really to be closed anywhere in the country at this point. You know, uh, retrospect, you know, hindsight is always 2020. In some ways, I wish the messaging to everyone had been, look, we don't know what's happening with this novel coronavirus. So we're going to be relatively, um, for lack of a better word, draconian in the way that we shut things down from a safety perspective. But as we find things are safer, uh, then we open them back up. And I think that's just better messaging from the point of view. My big worry right now is if we do have a second wave and if there are lots of shutdowns that are necessary, 
I think there's a segment of the population that doesn't want to listen anymore, that that have had enough. And look, there's a happy medium, I think, between uh, locking yourself inside your home. Of course, if you have a lot of medical issues and problems, then, uh, you know, you got to take necessary precautions. I think there's a happy medium between that and protesting about beach openings, as as happened in some places in South in Southern California. Uh, you know, some logic needs to prevail here, and uh, it's not one extreme or the other. We're talking to Dr. David Chow, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things I've been talking about on the program today is we seem to be relatively in a calm time. And most of these coronaviruses historically have tended to be seasonal. And it looks like June is not going to be a unmitigated disaster. July, August, as we move through the summer. But you talked about the second wave. If you're a sports league, isn't it incumbent upon you to play as soon as you possibly can right now? As opposed to thinking, oh, we'll get back started and then potentially run right into uh, the cold and flu season anew? Well, you know, that's certainly a theory, and it's one that I, I you know, talked about on your show back in March, I think, yeah. where I was more optimistic that the NFL will start on time in September. And that certainly was going against the grain back in March. Uh than I was that the NFL will be able to finish in December right. or January. I hope both happen, and uh, there's a chance both will happen. It's not an absolute that uh, that there's a second wave or, or that uh, the weather will, will be that make that big of a difference. But this is where it depends on the protocol and the testing and, and what you have and, and how we've talked about how you need to separate players, even in the facility. So to me, there's three components of returning to sports and they all involve uh testing and monitoring and but coming in with a with a good plan there's everyone looks at on field that's a big thing and what what might have to happen on field and how it might look different you know sidelines etc but you also have to look at in the stadium if you're trying to have fans but don't forget not just fans and players, but, you know, whether it's referees, coaches, sideline personnel, uh, and quite honestly, the, the necessary media, uh, film, you know, uh, announcers, et cetera, how that's going to look. But a big component of all this for NFL teams and any team is how you, how you spend your week, how you practice, how you meet, how you gather in the locker room or training room, et cetera. So there's a lot of different moving parts to this. Yes, there are some schools that we talked about that are, starting a little earlier in August and trying to recess by uh, Thanksgiving. But uh, that's really a, a guess. I mean, is it really Thanksgiving that it that it's really going to come and hit? Is it uh, February? Is it uh, is it October? Or, you know, is it at all? That That's just a little bit of a guess at this point, or a lot of a guess at this point. What would it be like if you were still the team physician for the L.A. Chargers? How much do you think your life would be different? How much for these teams' medical staffs is their life different in a way that it's never been before as they try to think about ways to handle this? Well, you know, just in my 
first of all, I, first of all uh, you know, obviously I was with the San Diego Chargers only before uh, right. L.A. But, I'm just starting uh, to call them the L.A. Chargers all the time now because <laughs> otherwise if I switch back and forth and, and say San Diego sometimes and L.A. other times, I'm never going to make that transition and get it right. But yeah, you – so everybody knows when I say L.A. Chargers, I'm talking about the history of the Charger franchise encompassing their time in L.A. I mean, in San Diego, I already got it wrong, and in San Diego as well. Well, yeah, I probably make the distinction of always San Diego to, to not get uh, disowned by friends, family, yeah, and neighbors that's a good here point. in San Diego. <laughs> but in any case, uh, I think a lot different. I mean, uh, look, one might say, you know, I'm an orthopedist, so what would I do with all of this? But as a head team physician, I think you would do a lot uh, in terms of looking at the protocols and making sure things are correct. I can tell you in my private practice, which, you know, obviously is essential, but not like always life-saving. It's just orthopedics and uh, mostly outpatient elective surgeries. But my practice in dealing with patients and dealing with patients that we had done surgery on before the pandemic and just to keep things going, I've been a lot less busy in terms of taking care of medicine, but over 50% of my time has been administrative, uh, be it at the surgery center or at the office, talking to employees, new protocols, uh, talking to patients about what happens, you know, uh, supplies, different things. So I would imagine it would be quite similar uh, as a team physician now that you would spend a lot of extra time. Look, when we do telemedicine, it, that's now legal to follow up with the patient. It's a lot quicker for me to see someone in person, examine their knee, move it, test it uh, for stability, than for me to say, hold up your, uh, your your phone camera and straighten your knee. No, bend it this way. Now, let me look at it. Where does it hurt? That takes a lot longer. All these uh, follow-up visits also for team physicians have been by Zoom. And so that just is harder to do, you know, arranging for players to get rehab in other places. This is prior to team facilities opening up, which is gradually happening now. And so there's just a lot more work out there to to be done in this uh, unique time. We're talking to Dr. David Chow at Pro Football Doc on Twitter. You hear, uh, obviously, different parts of the country are opening up at different times. But I want to hit you with this. Tomorrow, Legoland opens uh, you've got Disney World opening uh, in July, Universal Studios in Orlando. One of the questions that I get from a lot of people is, what are you going to do for the summer, right? Like, uh, are you going to go places? Let's presume that you're in Florida or you have access to Florida and somebody comes to you, Dr. Chow, and says, would you take your family to Disney World or to Universal Studios Orlando or to Legoland or any of these other amusement parks that are opening up? Would you take your family uh, to those places? Well, I think it depends on on uh, what the protocols are as they open up. I mean, if... Uh, to me, uh, there are ways to to open up, and it was big to have the CDC declare that surface transmissions aren't really there. I'm sure that the different parks are still going to have wipe down protocols, but the fact that surface transmissions from riding in a, a, in a roller coaster uh, from the seat to the to the seat belt to the handlebars or whatever aren't really transmissive for coronavirus is big. And uh, you know, the reason why we went down that road is there were lots of studies to say that uh, the virus was detectable on, let's say, playground equipment days afterwards. But detectable is a far different cry than uh, 
quote alive. Obviously, viruses aren't alive, but uh, able to infect. Yeah, transmissibility humans. and detectability are not the same thing. Correct. And that's what I think allows some of these parks to open up. Uh, look, uh, to me, you know, when you're handed lemons in life, you know, you try and make lemonade. There might be an upside to the Disney worlds of the world. And, you know, uh, uh, at least at Disneyland, which is closer to me and we've been to some, there's this, you know, uh, uh, fast passes or things that you can it's massively get crowded for any parent that's been to these events. Right, but with the fast pass, you can sort of register, et cetera. There's a system, and then you can uh, come back between, let's say, uh, 2 and 2.30, and you can get almost straight on the ride. I mean, I would imagine, instead of waiting in line, I would imagine that Disney World uh, might have that sort of program. And, uh, heck, maybe uh, there's a better way to enjoy Disney World without waiting in, in all the lines where you can just uh, set up a, quote, appointment or rolling appointments for the different uh, attractions and then uh, stay six feet apart and, and, and have some fun. Uh, it would really depend on the situation. I mean, I, for me personally, sure, my seven-year-old still love going to Disneyland and they've never been to Disney World. But in some ways, uh, you know, my three-year-old, heck, uh, we would have been there a couple times already probably, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, just unfairness because we did it for when the seven-year-olds were three. I mean, I said to me, I think one, and you're obviously a doctor, so you have a different uh, knowledge and training base than I do. But what I've tried to do with my audience is share with them the choices that I'm making and saying, hey, if I'm willing to do this with myself and with my family, who certainly I value my family more than any possession I could possibly have, that's the most honest I can be with my audience. So if I'm willing to get on an airplane with my family based on the data that I see, uh, then uh, and certainly look every family is different my kids are young and healthy and other kids might have issues that my kids don't but I think the thing that I can do as a public figure of sorts is share my life as honestly as I possibly can and uh, and I would go to Disney World now, I'd be more concerned about how hot it is in mid-July in Orlando personally based on experience than I would be uh, about the coronavirus when Disney World opens up. I would go to Harry Potter land, all these different things uh, I would go and experience if I were there because I think the risk of infection is low for my family. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I think it's all an individual choice for everyone. And just uh, for me, as an example, uh, the uh, in-laws, the grandparents uh, live in very close to Disney. We used to go up and they'd meet us at Disney all the time. If Disneyland were to open, I guarantee you they're not going, and I would encourage them right. not to go. Uh, and so, uh, you know, there are modifications. If, for example, we took a trip to Disneyland or one of these uh, places, uh, I probably would definitely keep pick a time to do it where I would keep the kids away from the grandparents for another two weeks after right. we visited the park. So, I mean, it's, I think it's, like I said, there's a happy medium between uh, protesting about the beach, which I will agree is a little silly based on the transmission not being uh, very great on an outdoor thing. It's more about airflow rather than six feet. And, uh, you know, the airflow outside is, is, especially the beach with the breeze, is, is much better than, than perhaps inside, uh, you know, uh, a crowded uh, theater or church or whatever. Dr. Chow, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you for coming on with us. Hopefully we'll have more uh, good news next week. Thank you. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. 
No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.